Forest Hinchfield, the pet psychic, and joining me today is my best friend, Kimberly Klein, who is an intuitive counselor. Hi. And, and we thought that we would talk a little today about surrendering into communication, meaning that when you feel like you are going to communicate with spirit or another animal, and you want to receive that information back, how do you do that? Like, how do you surrender into that? And what does that feel like? And what are some of the things that you should think about while you're doing that? Do you have anything to say about that, Kim? Yeah, I think that this is where a lot of people, when they're learning and continuing to learn as they mature into this world of spirit, get stuck because I know that surrender uh, some people I know it's you think surrender I'm giving up but no it's not a giving up it's like giving to or giving in but not giving up and it's hard because it's a strange word and you're like how do you surrender so I think this is a good topic to talk about yeah so so some of the things that that I should say about it is like when I do it in in my business or or uh, let's do like one way that you can surrender even like before you even start communicating. I like to kind of talk about this when regards to like seeing a sign from spirit. Um, you know, some people like spirits who have passed away can give us signs. Like some of them mm -hmm. can be just like a uh, memory in our mind. That's like the first, the number one way they can let us know that they're around us is by placing a memory in our mind and then wrapping their self, themselves around us. And that will bring us to emotion. If a lot of people don't recognize that as actually a communication from their loved one on the other side, they they and then they they feel that memory so strongly, but then they go into the feeling of separation and the feeling of loss because the mind sort of hijacks it. They don't realize like, oh, this is actually like a, a like a spirit or my loved one is giving me the memory and telling me that they still love me and they too remember the our good times. Um, and then other ways that they can let us know or just the flashes of the pictures. You can hear it as a little voice in your head. It could be your voice or it could be someone else's voice. It could be just a sense of knowing, like I just kind of feel like they're around. I just kind of feel like they're here. Um, or it can be something outside of yourself. Like you feel like tingling sensation on your body or you feel like a physical touch. Kim has actually had that with her daughter. She's actually grabbed her wrist and her daughter's on the other side. Um, and, and actually touched you. Um, or it could be things completely outside of yourself, like, like the sun coming out of the clouds or the wind picking up and blowing or a bird or a butterfly, uh, or coins or repetitive numbers, like numbers on a clock or repetitive numbers you see on a receipt or a license plate. Uh, I mean, there's like infinite numbers of ways, right? Electrical things with electrical finding coins, could be anything, songs on the radio. What happens when people get these signs, they'll just, they know innately that it is their, their person, there's something different about it. And usually when there's a sign from spirit, 
you all of a sudden become like ultra present. It's almost like time warps and you're just like super focused. And even the atmosphere looks a little bit different if you're really sensitive to it, but you just feel like, wow, like there's one, 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 one again, or three, 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 or, oh, wow. You know, uh, look at the wind is so beautiful right now. Or, wow, look at that butterfly. And you just are like immense in that moment. That's usually when it's spirit driven, not just like when you just see a butterfly and something else is going on, or you're thinking something else. Hmm. It's really like hyper, hyper focused. Um, so when that happens, like when you, when you have those moments, a lot of people know that it's their loved one. They'll be like, oh, my grandpa, you know, he does that sign on the clock or my brother sometimes puts that number, that thing on the radio or, oh, when I find a feather, it's my deceased pet, my deceased cat, or for me, my white butterfly is my late cat, Makia. So when you see that, what most people do is they see it and they're like, oh, that's them. They kind of believe it but then they don't surrender into it. And that's when I feel like the surrendering should come when you have a little inkling of like, huh, that is, that might be my cat Makia. Like when you feel that, then go, huh, okay, go into your heart. And when you're up in your heart, you bring your awareness, your frequency or your breath, whatever you want to call it, into your heart and then from that space then go oh like makia is that you is that you that's here and kind of like sit back like you're on a movie chair seat or you're like resting at the end of the day or you're gonna have a glass of wine or a beer or whatever it may be and or sink into a tub and just see what else comes like you might feel like all of a sudden this energy pressure around you, or you might have one of those other symbols of that happen. Like the wind picks up stronger or you hear, you see something in your head, but if you don't take the time to say, okay, that might be you. Now I get it. A lot of people are like, I don't trust it. I don't know if it's them. Mm -hmm. It's not that material. What do I do? Well, just give it to them. Like if you kind of think it's them, say, okay, Makia, if that's you, I'm going to give it to you. Or my deceased brother or Talia, whoever it may be, I'm going to give this to you. And then surrender into it and be like, huh, what else can, can happen? Mm. And play with it because people are so attached and they're like trying too hard and they're like, okay, like if it's the wind, like this is something you don't do. If it's, the, let's say the wind just picks up, don't test them and be like, oh, the wind again. Now, mm -hmm. it, right? And then you're just waiting there and you're like, sometimes the wind blows, sometimes it doesn't blow. But if you think about it, it takes all an extraordinary amount of energy for them, for a spirit to actually create that sign. Like they have to literally blow the wind, right? Or literally communicate with a butterfly to get it to come in my direction or like somehow make a, a, a feather appear or a coin or whatever it is. So try not to test them. You can use that as like, oh, that's our sign so that when they are able to do it again, they can repetitively do that, you know, and be grateful and say, thank you for that. I'll watch out for those more often. Um, but instead, like I said, sort of go back and be like, 
just try, just be still and, and just play and be in wonder and be like, hmm, I wonder what else will happen. And just explore it and pay attention to what's going on in your mind. What's going on in the air around me? What's going on inside my body? And just experiment with what you are experiencing, which I think a lot of people have a very hard time doing naturally anyway, because we're so focused on 30 second Instagram or whatever it may be, or reading an email and getting it out or short text message and getting it out. We're not used to just relaxing and settling in. And that's what people really need to start doing. Yeah. To go back one step, when I was first learning about the signs I was receiving. I think this is important for people to know because um, I'll get questions about this. Like, is that a sign? Is that a sign? Um, just because the example is hummingbirds for me. Obviously, hummingbirds are important because that's how I was initially given signs from Talia was through hummingbirds. But not every hummingbird that I see is a sign. And so people have to know that- Wait, stop, stop for one second. Let's just tell them who Talia is just in oh, case okay. they don't know you yet. Talia is my, um, my daughter who 14 years ago died in a plane crash with her dad in Panama um, when she had just turned 13. And from right after we realized she was gone, because it was like a three-day search, it was horrible, um, then she started reaching out and physically touching me, and then it just evolved into communications. And so that's who Talia is. And um, her one of her first major signs when I got home from Panama was this hummingbird, which is how I named... Um, one of my books, Hummingbirds Don't Fly in the Rain, because the hummingbird was like outside my window, staring at me, intently flying in the storm. And then I acknowledged it. And then when I went outside, that same little hummingbird was dead on my porch. And that was so sad. But but you don't walk out the door and find a dead hummingbird sitting on your porch. It's, I mean, so it was a confirmation. So, but it's things that are out of context. So like I said, I mean, in the spring, if we see a million hummingbirds, I'm, they're not all associated with Talia. And so mm -hmm. if it's out of context, if the hummingbird flies right to me, stops and, I, and stares at me, well, that's not normal. So that's an out of context. So people have to know that, that um, not every feather that they find floating around is going to be the sign. But mm -hmm. if there's not any other feathers around and then they stop, think about something and look down, there's the feather, that's possibly the sign because it's not, it's not normal. It's out of context. So, um, the and there's, a, there's an extra energy to it when you find a feather like that, like, yeah. you're like, Whoa, a feather. Like when I find like, mm -hmm. like owls send me feathers a lot. And like, if I find an owl feather, well, actually for me, owl feathers usually mean like somebody's got a secret that I got to know about, like, and it's going to come out. Like it's a warning, like somebody's betraying me and it's about to sh show up. But, but when I find them, it's like, Oh, like, it's weird. It's like all of a sudden, like I'm walking down and I'm just like guided to it. It's like, mm -hmm. I, I just like look up and then there it is. It's not, I don't know. There's, there's a different energy about it when I find it. Yeah. It's kind of, you stumble upon something. There's more uh, of a focused energy. And when you see it, a certain thought will come to you. And so, and yeah. versus 
if you just see things and you're just blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, so you're right. Exactly. It's, it's the There's an intentional thought that also accompanies it. And your yeah. mind isn't still kind of in its monkey self where it's going over and over again. Exactly. And that's like another sign. Sometimes I will get certain Talia's favorite songs on the radio. But, it, you know, it's not like I'm going and listening to every station to find it. It's like if I turn the car on and the song's there, or if I turn the radio on and I just do, flip one station and the song's there, it's different than um, every time the song comes on, it's not it. But if I if it happens on its own, then it actually, I feel it in my body mm. and I know. And um, sometimes I'll just burst out crying and it's not a memory cry. Mm. It's, it's an energy feeling her it's intense. It's an intense thing. It's like, mm. I can't explain it. It's deep. Yeah. That's so important that you mentioned that too, because the crying is interesting because what I feel like happens there sometimes is two different things. It's like they can come in and they can give you a message or give you a memory or something mm. and you start to cry. And it's, it's because you feel the the energy, you feel them so strongly and you feel the, the energy of them so strongly that then you burst out into tears and your mind thinks like, I cry when I'm depressed. And so right. then you then get depressed and go down into the separation. Like you bring yourself back down to that feeling of separation because she's not there. But I also feel like sometimes we cry when that happens is because their frequency is going so fast and spinning so fast that when it hits our frequency, our frequency is like, oh, we have to release mm. because we are not speeding that fast. And so it hits us at the core and then we release and we're crying and it may not be an emotional cry. It may actually be an energetic cry. Totally. And that's a really good explanation of that. It's like the clutch on your car and, it's, and it hits the gear, you know, boom, you're right. Because it, it can't be emotional. It is energetic. If it happens just out of the blue, boom, it just shows up, start bawling. That's not emotional because there was no thought to it. It's right. just, it is, it's the energetic cry. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like just one other thing about crying and like feeling them. And this is with animals and people. So if people know that feeling of when they first lose, lose someone or that they, they're really, they're in that mourning state and they're, um, they're like curled up in the fetal position or they're like, you know, that kind of kid cry where you're like, <laughs> you know, that like horrible cry. What happens sometimes if you've ever noticed when you're in that crying, all of a sudden you can just, you'll just stop crying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you'll just be like, Oh, and you start to kind of snap out of it. And you're all of a sudden like looking outside of yourself in a way you're like, you're kind of waking up again, right? And I feel like the reason why you've all of a sudden stopped is because they've rested their spirit on top of you. They're really trying mm. to hug you and comfort you. And your nervous system has picked it up, but your mind doesn't make sense of it. So you all of a sudden are like, oh, okay. Like I'm stopping to cry and you're like coming out of it, but you're not recognizing, oh, I'm, I'm snapping out of it because they're here. Cause they're touching. Me. That's amazing because it's the same thing. If they were there and say the, the kid is freaking out, crying, hysterical, and all of a sudden the mom hugs them and they stop. It's the yeah. same thing. It's just the it spirit. Is. 
It's amazing. That's amazing. It's just the spirit, right? Yep. Right. Wow. Yeah. So what also I think is important to think about is kind of like how, like when it comes. So I use this analogy a lot. Like I feel like it has to do a lot with um, like surfing. I always think of it as like surfing. So like you're out in the ocean and you know there's sets anyone who's surfed like there's sets that come in and then there's a lull and then there's like another set that comes in well you're you're out there waiting for the other set to come in and you kind of can feel it coming and it's it, it can be a little like especially if you know the waves are big and you're like you know i, I always get like a little like whoa like i can feel like the energy of the ocean and it kind of draws you and you kind of like okay it's coming like i feel it I feel like spirit is often like that too, or hearing it from the animals, whether or whether they're alive or deceased, or, or hearing it from a deceased person, or even like a higher self or an angel or whatever you want to, whatever your fancy is, fairies or whatever. It's like it, it comes, and then you get to this point where you're like up on the crest of it, and you have this choice: like, do I paddle and catch the wave? And when you decide that, there's also that, no, like you might wipe out. Like if it's a big wave, you might wipe out, but you might really catch the wave and really surf it. Or do I pull out? And it can be this uncomfortable feeling. And I think what happens is like, People see a sign and then they think of their loved ones and they start to surrender. They start to write or video journal or just even sit down and think or paint or whatever the medium is. And then they feel like they they're at that top and they pull out uh -huh. they go and they check their phone. They go do the laundry. And when they really need to dive in and surf it and see where it goes. And I always say like, stay a little bit longer than what you think you want to stay in. Like, like, okay, like I'll even do it sometimes when I'm not working. I never do it when I'm working, but, but when I'm not working and something's going on and you just got a busy day, like I'll feel something coming and then I'll think like, God, I want to do this now. Or I don't, you know, like, you know, but yeah, like do it and see, like it could be a real miracle experience. You can have really phenomenal experiences when you open yourself up to that and actually surf the wave. That's amazing. And for some reason, you it's like surfing too. You dive in, you surf the wave and then like you don't get it, you know, like something happens. Like, I don't know, like the phone rings or like your head's mm -hmm. just too busy and you don't get it. So what's? You get back out there, you know, and you do it again. Like it's not a that's thing. good advice. That just keep doing it because yeah, at some just, point it's like you'll with any it. yeah mm -hmm. with anything. Like at some point you'll end up getting better at it. Yeah, I know when I the the surfing analogy is really good, but when I go inside, surrender to myself, basically, um, I envision that I'm like falling down or going down this elevator mm. down really fast to where my body feels it. Oh, and I feel as I go, I feel it. And I, if I let it go, I can go deep. Mm. And then if I, but if I think, okay, am I there yet? And it's like stopping at all the floors and you don't want to, I don't want to push all the buttons and keep stopping until I get where I'm going to be. I want it to just go. And so sometimes interesting, I can let it, go and sometimes yeah. 
I'm like, am I there yet? Am I there yet? You know, even though yeah, I physically feel that in my solar plexus. You feel like you're going, like you're, are you grounding yourself? You feel like you're grounding yourself in a way? Were you going well, I'm deep grounded. almost like a portal inside of yourself? Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's like a portal inside myself, but I'm grounded. It's like that's the radio station is inside somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Some people have to bring it up to the heart. Mm -hmm. You know, some people go down. Some people bring it up. Some people go out, you know, and you just kind of have to find like what's what's good for you, you know, and that's why everyone is different. You just like, what is your surrender? What does that feel like? And that's something you just yeah. have to practice, you know, and then once yeah. you, once you practice it enough, then you start to realize, okay, if I go here, then I feel that if I go here, then I feel that way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one, one of my spiritual teachers, he says, and I, I totally believe this with the feelings I get that every emotion has a feeling. And every thought has a feeling and you can feel it. And so you use that feeling as, as the, um, as the map, or basically it's like the GPS and you don't have to like drive there. It's like, you get that feeling, boom. And you're there. Your intent drives you to that feeling. And you, boom, your you intent. That that's a good one too. Yeah. Like it's so yeah. important to have clear intent. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't yeah. have clear intent, then the spirit world isn't going to know what you're asking what you want. what exactly. Yeah. And with clear intent, like I even like I do it even before, like every session, like I just ask that I have like really clear communication mm -hmm. and that everyone feels good with the communication. And then I'll like put it out to my spirits, teachers and guides, like whoever can like watch over us to make it a clear communication. Yeah. And like you can do that too, like your ancestors, whoever it is. Like, I don't even have like a particular guide in my head when I say that. It's just like, I just want the best to the highest possible um, spirit or the highest possible dimension of awareness to be watching over the, our communication and making it clear. So yeah. having that, that intention of, of clear communication is important. Which maybe I should also bring up like about like a lot of people are worried about like surrendering in and something negative coming in. And in some ways, I want to tell you, like, don't even worry about that. And in other ways, I want to tell you that's that's that can be a thing for sure. Um, but if you have boundaries in your life naturally, like if you have boundaries on the way people treat you, if you're a clear communicator, the way you are in your life, you're not going to have a problem in the spirit world. It's like you, it's already kind of set in your system. But if you feel like there's something dark out there, it really is the simplest thing just to draw in that intention and say, I just want clear communication and I want to be protected and guided. And then that's all you have to do. If there's like a little part of you that's like, I'm haunted, bad things always happen to me. There's bad spirits. Things are attached to me. You're going to bring in those little like lower entity little beings that are might bother you, but they're... I just really don't think the majority of the people have to worry about like anything negative. I think people who have to worry about something negative are like the ones who are like ghost hunting or, mm -hmm. like, 
or like playing with the Ouija board and weird places. I don't know. I, I just don't think you're going to need to do, worry about that in, in everyday life. The, um, you know how that little, some people have in the back of their head, there is evil. There is this. Yeah. And that, those little thoughts, it's, it's basically like where your intention goes, the energy flows. So like, yeah. you just have to learn. Just don't even think about it. Yeah. Don't go there. Don't acknowledge it. It yeah. doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Boom. Doesn't exist. Yeah. There's a, yeah. an exercise that um, I did in one of my classes years ago. And what we would do is we would, um, we would have a partner and we would hide off a path. And so, and then we'd project ourselves to a different spot. So in, mm. to try to get the person to look for us where we're projecting, not where we really are. And when you're going on the path looking for a spot, you'll, you know, I'd be like, oh, that spot, that spot, that spot. Oh, I'm going to go there. The first spot that I would think about is always, you know, it happened to be the spot that the partner would go, I think you're there. And it's like, I vetoed that spot, except my energy stuck there because I thought about it first. Oh, so, so you go to your first spot. That's yes, the first spot where they thought you were. Oh, yeah. isn't that so, interesting? I know. It was a good lesson to really So when you would put it there and then you would put it somewhere else and then he felt like you were there. Yeah, but maybe he's, but you also were learning tracking. So maybe he's tracking you. And it, maybe that's well, it was, first it was, it was spirit. It was spirit tracking, but it was spirit. Um, it was a spirit tracking with fake in amount. Okay, no, so. I know, but but I mean, maybe he's spirit tracking you to the first place, and then if you throw well, yourself true. somewhere else, if he kept doing it, he'd find you at the second place. Totally, that's like giving, you think you'd be that's moving. More, yeah, that's a more advanced thing. That's more advanced. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so and it totally is true to do that. Yeah. But yeah, for lesson number one, don't put your watch where you don't put your go. energy there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. then if the person's good, they'll track you, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah, I got other funny. things to say. Yeah, I have other things to say, but that's like another podcast. I just got oh. me off into it. Like a, <laughs> we can talk for today. about four years straight. I, I know. Kim and I, this is what we do like all the time. <laughs> all day long. Yeah, that's true. Not all day long, but like when I'm walking or when we're talking. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> so fun well i think that is like enough information right i mean what do you think yeah. people have to start somewhere yeah you know, they gotta start that... somewhere and just to sort of like relax into it and to believe really like to trust that well your animals can hear you too. i mean a lot of these pe people are are watching me because they want to talk to alive animals and and it's the same with alive animals. Like you just got to surrender into it, sit down and kind of see like the same thing. Like what's popping in my head? What do I see? What do I feel? And start to get to know yourself. The more you get to know yourself, the more you start thinking about what am I thinking and feeling at any given moment, then you're going to know if something else pops up. Like you're going to know, okay, I think this way. That's a different way than I think. Like yeah. what is that about? Yeah. yeah. Or my body feels this way. I have an injury here. And like, why do I feel it on my other shoulder today? Like maybe because your pet or your kid or your grandma or your mom or something has, yeah. has the pain on that shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Well, um, again, I'm Laura Stinchfield, The Pet Psychic, and you can check out my website at thepetpsychic.com. I got a bunch of books out and a meditation CD. You can find them on Amazon. Just Google Laura Stinchfield or The Pet Psychic and all my stuff will come up. Um, and you can find the links on the website too. And Kim, why don't you tell them about, about, about where your stuff is? Um, well, you can find information and my books on KimberlyKlein.com. Also Amazon. I have um, the book about the story of what happened with my daughter, Hummingbirds Don't Fly in the Rain. And her communications, I have a few books out and one of them is a collection of all of her communications in one book. And you can find it. It's called The Universe Speaks, The Heavenly Dialogue. And that's on Amazon or any bookstore, really. It's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. So well, thank you all for joining us. And uh, I didn't do the best job at manning the chat. But as we continue, we're going to do more of these. And as we continue to do them, I'm going to be watching the chat more. And, and we'll get um, better notice out about when we're, when we're going to do these lives. Right, Kim? We should do it more. Yeah. It'll be fun. We yeah. should. It's so much fun, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys. Go talk to the animals and listen to spirits and trust and believe. Have a good day. <laughs>